This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I've always admired car owners, and I hope to be one myself as soon as I finish paying off Mother. She insists I pay her retroactively for the food I ate as a child. <laughs> Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget this episode starts with some great Skinner and Superintendent stuff. And they're always my favorite. It's easy to forget because it's just, it's so there and then it's gone. But it's also one of those things where it's like you, this episode has a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, this is happening. And I forgot that this happened in this episode, but it is classic. It's it's just classic Simpsons. Um, I never remember it's the auto dialer episode. Which is classic Simpsons. Yep. Um, It's also like, it's like right out the gate. It's kind of, it's a poorly structured episode where the b plot never comes into play yeah oh yeah <laughs> with the a it's there's two separate... arguably arguably the very end is the only time they converge in a very very bizarre joke very weird <laughs> <laughs> where chief wiggum appears to shoot a child yeah yeah um but we'll get into all that this is two bad neighbors my name is alan and i am greg yes you are yeah and this is uh yeah this is this is two bad neighbors or as my mother calls it why <laughs> Why do you keep bringing me up on your podcast? <laughs> well, how does she know? How does she, she know? She must listen. Oh, so thanks for listening, Mom. Hi, Joanne. Uh, she doesn't you listen. You want to come back on? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it's only been on the once, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. She's yeah. only a, she's it, only a, a, a single for, hitter. It's as, time as for I her to come but back. But <laughs> Mona Simpson appears more than once, so we can do like that's right. a Patreon episode. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Get the mothers back. Yeah. The two good mothers. <laughs> yeah, so here we are in the uh, in the boathouse. We are here once again recording a podcast. That's right. Um, That's what we do here. And our episode today is Lisa's date with density. Correct. One that I think we called our shot being uh, not a great episode early on. Did we? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I think I might have called my shot being like I wasn't super excited for this episode. Okay. Um, which is... I think that that holds, for the most part. Like you're um, not, it's not, it's still not one you're super excited about. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's one that that, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's it's one that I like a lot of the stuff that's around, the the plot, but I'm not a big fan of the plot in the first in the first place, and I I don't, I like the idea of Lisa's first crush more than the execution of it. With that being said, uh, how have you been? Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we played board games last night. We did. Yeah. It was fun. It was really great. Uh, you just happened to have three massive board games in the trunk of your car. That's that's how I live my yeah, life. That's Alan. <laughs> uh, Always ready for board games because I like them. And no, no one it was plays good because I had a stack of up to four players and right. we found we ourselves five with five. People, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had only like one five-player game and it was Ticket to Ride and nobody wanted to play that <laughs> for some reason. I think it's a fun game. I, I, hey, Ticket to Ride is a great game. Um, it's very like... 
um, I don't know the right way to describe it, but it's 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 a kind of game. It's a it's a Euro style game where there's not much to the theme, right? It is themed. Obviously, you're building a train, but but the theme itself doesn't really matter. Like you could take that theme out of it, and it would still be the same game. Does that make sense? And I love those games sometimes, but sometimes I really I prefer personally like story or themed games where it's like you get really wrapped up. So like Eldritch Horror type games or you know things like that. I I just really like those kind of things. That's also why I like playing D and D because it's like you're actually like playing a story and you're. You know, I was about to say. Yeah. You get pretty wrapped up, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. We're so, about to do a really big session tomorrow, I... guys. So <laughs> be prepared for a long talk about that on the on not next episode, but the one, the after, one after that. that. Yeah. So this will this will come out or that discussion may come out you know three weeks from yeah. when you're listening to this yeah <laughs> for all we know <laughs> i'm really excited i've created a uh i've created a potential total party kill monster oh no greg <laughs> greg why <laughs> because you guys you're bored <laughs> you've proven that you're ready for it you're, you've proven that you're ready for it it's the natural conclusion of two story arcs that sure. i've been weaving together for the past year and uh yeah it's a big one it's going to be well, fun. Dorzor is going down swinging. I'll just say that. I know he will. I know he will. <laughs> Protecting himself and maybe some others. <laughs> if anyone happens to be within five feet of him. Then, you know, enjoy my benefits. Yeah, sure. But, uh, That's otherwise, fine. Otherwise, shield of shield faith. faith. <laughs> Most selfish paladin on the planet. <laughs> I will never stop talking about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we played Tales of the Arabian Nights last night. Um, uh, our friend Mike... One, after being railroaded by a uh, a rather talkative person. Yeah, his first uh, encounter was like, hey, you meet a man, an old man, and he talks your ear off, and you are too polite not to leave. And you're imprisoned. And you're imprisoned by him now. <laughs> and he, like, he kept He went old... on a pilgrimage with him. I think he, like, wound up kind of, like, marrying him. In a way, At yeah. one point. Yep, it was great. I got my hand chopped off. You did. I got imprisoned by a wizard. <laughs> it's a great game, everybody. It's a good game, guys. Never heard of it. Tales yeah. of the Arabian Nights is basically a big storytelling game. Uh, there's not a lot of verses to other players, so if you're a big fan of uh, competitive board games, don't do not recommend. But if you like storytelling games and uh, semi co-op, but not really, it's more like you're all doing your own thing. But it's just really interesting to. To me, it was the perfect game for the night because I wanted to play something that was a little bit competitive. Right. But I didn't want other people to feel put out by that. Sure. Um, and you didn't want people to like actively be against you yeah. necessarily. Like, I'm going to attack Greg. And like if you want to focus on a little bit of the competition of it, you can be like, oh, yeah, where am I on the points track? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you can you can focus on that a little bit if that's the kind of thing that you're into. Um, but like I found myself into whole different aspects of it because we spent like three hours yeah we it's a long game <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good game um anyway let's uh introduce our guest joining the um the triple dippers is that what it is uh so is this the hat with the dildos well so here's the thing i actually <laughs> spent a long time yesterday for some reason going through every single episode for some reason and, well for some reason i think i know exactly the reason it's because millhouse divided dropped <laughs> that's true and i was enraged by ife um 
So I, first of all, uh, for those that listened to last week's episode, uh, Ife presented himself with a certificate on his 14th appearance. I will say my count says that was his 12th appearance, unless you count the Patreon episodes, because he I was he on, does. well, of course he does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously he does. I don't yeah. know if I would. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, and then I was like, I wonder who is like, you know second does or that close. mean he's counting simpsons newsreel that we did no i believe that i believe he's not counting okay. that one because that was technically recorded yeah with the episode with a different episode that he counts as that's one a little appearance. that's a little naughty that's, that's a little sneaky um so neil james is currently uh where is he yes he was currently in the two timers club so this will be the triple dipper for him. Yeah, the triple dipper. That's right. I'm so. so you get honored. your dildo hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored. Bryn coined that. She, yeah, she came up with that. Just apparently, everybody who comes on for the third time gets a dildo hat. I also noticed just very going funny. through all these. I'd all rather our... have a certificate, but whatever. <laughs> well, just gotta have uh, get to 14, eleven more appearances and, and make it yourself. <laughs> yeah, in like two seasons. Um, but. The other thing I noticed while going through all our guests is how many people have James in their name? Yeah, <laughs> a bunch. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. so I'd like to call you a part of the James Posse. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take um, it. So, because we got, of course, James Wade, we got uh, James Evermenko, we got Neil James, we got James Tyner, aka the Real Jims, and then we also had uh, one other James. Am I the only last name? James? I think you're only the only last name, James. Uh, well, maybe that was it. It's like the. I thought there was finger. one other James, but yeah. <laughs> but it's still like a squad. Like it's a if squad. You were, I if mean, you were a bunch of squirtles, you'd make a squad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the splinter of the group. <laughs> <laughs> we talking turtles again? Ah, talking turtles. <laughs> I'm always talking turtles. <laughs> Ife uh, often messages me while listening to the episodes uh-huh. and sometimes enraged and sometimes, uh-huh. you know, like, hey, that was funny or something. And I'm like, okay. He never messages me. Does he me. give any context? Just, hey, that was funny? <laughs> just a random, hey, that was sometimes funny? Sometimes, yes, sometimes, no. Not sometimes a time code or anything? Sometimes he'll just say, like, uh, like I, oh, what was the one? He was listening to the boxing episode and he's, he said something about, like, he's like, uh... Talking about boxing and not including me? How dare... Like, And I was like, what are you talking... He's, I'm like, oh, he's listening to the fucking episode. <laughs> so I'll probably get a message about this uh-huh. that I'm talking about right now. Uh-huh. It's getting Even, real meta. It's getting meta. But um, I last time when we were talking turtles... Not last time, two times ago, I guess. Um, he was messaging me... And, it's a regular segment and at he was, this point. <laughs> and he was getting mad about the... Um, the uh, the opinions of Britain, <laughs> re the turtles, and I'm like, listen, I set her straight. <laughs> about He's like, turtles in time. Well, Is it was it was thing? it was about how she was saying like, oh, like Venus was only in one episode. Oh right, of, right you know, right, like right, all that kind of right, stuff. Right. Where and like, and I listened back to the episode. I'm like, yeah, like I was I was pretty like kind of and not just like listen. <laughs> I know turtles better than you. No, we did the look up and it was we all good. Up, yeah. yeah, we but, did it. We did it like, live on listen, the air. I've watched the next mutation. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I've watched it <laughs> only once, so I feel like I know enough about it to uh, be a. Uh, did you ever see the live action one when they had a fifth turtle? And that's she what was I'm talking about. That's is that, is that what that was? Yeah. yeah, Venus was yeah. the uh, the female that's turtle. The female turtle. Yeah, that was horrible. Yep. That goes against everything <laughs> that turtles. Yep. Just, there's the, like a the weird retcon. Is, there's four turtles, and they're all male. 
I'll just I'll just sidetrack a little bit. <laughs> four four turtles. Well, this all is male. talking turtles. <laughs> I feel like I need to put a theme song in. <laughs> if you add in a fifth turtle and she's female, she's obviously gonna hook up with Michelangelo. Uh, <laughs> he parties clearly. Uh, and now, dude. and how many babies do turtles have? Like hundreds? Yeah. Like now they're no longer heroes. They're now an infestation. <laughs> they're now, they're now literally, species. they're literally taking over the world and <laughs> they're an army. They're an evil army. Not going to go well. Like <laughs> there's four and there's four males and that's it. Mm-hmm. Once they're dead, they're dead. There's no more. <laughs> That's the whole point of the turtles. <laughs> That's the thesis of the turtles. <laughs> they, Once they're dead, they're dead. Exactly. Kevin Eastman, well, Peter Laird. Like other superheroes. Like oh, That's it. They cannot yeah. procreate. They're finite. Yeah, they yeah. cannot. Yeah, otherwise they're an infestation and they're a problem. But Right. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'll, New York is pretty used to that sort yeah. of thing. And there was all that sexual tension with April O'Neil all the time. Yeah, but, and I mean, I've read a lot of fanfic where, you know, they don't... <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear about that. <laughs> Pretty sure it's canon, you guys. <laughs> oh, red, uh, red slash wrote. That's my favorite thing to do is to start a sentence that I know is going to a horrible place and kind of give Greg a look and like hope that he stops me. <laughs> and he always does. Uh, we're friends. Um, <laughs> and we're going to Simpsons Trivia tonight. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. It's going to be fun. We're going to need to uh, freshen up. Oh, boy. On our trivia. Yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I went to a different trivia. I don't know if I told you this. No. Uh, just this week at um, Revival, Revival Brewcade. Okay. They were doing a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror trivia night, mm. and I had nothing to do, and I was like, I'll go check it out. And uh, it was good. I, I had been to Revival once before for one of their trivia nights, and it was just a general trivia night, and I won that one all by myself. <laughs> And people were mad. <laughs> They're like, "What?" And I called my team. My team name was just that one guy. And so when he's like, "And the and the current leader is just that one guy," and like points at me, and I'm like, "Oh, what have I done?" <laughs> um, but it was great. And then so this one clearly there was some heavy hitters. The uh, the score was out of thirty. I got twenty three and a half out of thirty. I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, not bad. Um, the winning team got thirty five out of thirty because Jesus. there was bonus points. Jesus. And I Christ. asked the host after I was like, uh, "Did they get anything wrong?" They're like, "Yeah, they got one wrong." And it's one they're probably just like kicking themselves because they wrote it down and just didn't, weren't thinking because they thought you know because it was like, what what uh, pet were they trying to. Uh, Revive from the dead in Dallas Ed for Zombie, and the answer, of course, is Snowball. Snowball won. Mm-hmm. They put Snowflake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so clearly, like they, yeah. if they had thought about it a bit more, they would have realized their mistake. But they were just like, oh yeah, it's this, and they were rolling. They were rolling. Yeah. yeah. So, and they were like kicking themselves for that. Otherwise, they would have got a perfect score. Classic mistake. So yeah, I'm kind of hoping there's some uh, there's some because it's Halloween ish. Uh, there's some trios of horror questions tonight. So that maybe yeah. some of my you know knowledge from earlier this week will help. You want to know an example of a classic mistake? Yes, very much like that. So I was um, oh so many so many horrible comedy <laughs> responses I could have done, and they all went through my brain, and I stopped myself. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, so uh, classic Polish. mistake, Sorry. much <laughs> much like that is uh, yeah, don't invade <laughs> Russia during winter. Um, <laughs> classic blunder. That's a classic blunder. Another <coughs> example of a classic blunder is um, make sure your flight to London is leaving the month that you wanted it to and not the month before you wanted it to. 
Is this uh, is this something that happened to you, Greg? Yesterday. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I was plugging in my Christmas Carol uh, performance schedule yep. into my calendar, yep. and it showed up on uh, when I was plugging it into December seventh. It was like, oh, by the way, don't forget Your you're flight. leaving Calgary. <sighs> On December 7th. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> no. And my heart sank and my spirits died. And I just, I was, I like screamed into a pillow. <laughs> and that's yeah, fair. It broke me. Yeah. It, that broke me. That's horrible. Yeah. So, uh, so are you like, is, is, are they non-refundable? Is there a way to? Well, they're non-refundable. It? oh, it's non-refundable. But I, I was able to move it. Okay. To January tenth, which oh, is right. okay. not so, the day so that I wanted to leave. Non-refundable, but they were they were kind enough to exchange yeah. it for a different. Yeah, day. you can move There's it. Probably some kind of exchange fees or some shit. There was a little bit of an exchange yeah. fee. Luckily, I bought it on sale, and the date that I moved it to moved it to was also a sale date. So it only cost me twenty dollars. Okay. But that was. That's a that's a bad thing to experience. Yeah. The thing way, is, if I if had solved it, yeah, yeah, if I had missed it, right? Like if I had missed it from the twenty, like if I had gone from the twenty fifth of October, a the seat sale would have been gone, and I would have right. owed another two hundred and fifty dollars to to move it to move it. Yep. Um, but thank God. So in a way, the Christmas Carol saved you. It did, yeah. much like the three ghosts saved, saved Scrooge. Scrooge. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. spirits. Yeah, yeah, spit it, spit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh spirit i'm i'm working on my my accents yeah are you gonna yeah. do a michael kane <laughs> well that depends because are you scrooge i can't remember no i'm eight characters oh right one of them <laughs> one of them is young scrooge right right that's yeah. what it was yeah, yeah i assume this is at theater calgary you're just playing like all of the characters <laughs> yeah they're trying Correct. to do things you're yeah. replacing Stephen hare <laughs> yeah. and all of the other actors i'm doing it all yeah cool well they're doing a new script yeah. this year they're so. trying a brand new it's called yeah. a teardown okay um, yeah. you see the thing is i don't know if you know this neil um you might not be in theater uh <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of the uh theatrical arts yeah, yeah. Um, i've seen a movie so i'm sure i got it but yeah. it's called a uh it's it's called a one-man show uh, nice. to save on money right right yeah, even though they're directing all the budget to me. Yeah, it's a this is a bad bit. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Spend, I'm spend not, like a million dollars on the set yeah. and then hire just you. Hire me. <laughs> I can fill that stage. Yeah, sure. I'm no. sure you'll bring in the audience. Um, no, it's in Banff. Yeah. So, eight characters, a couple of puppets. Nice. It'll be a lot of fun. They're actually going to make it snow on stage. It's still so. a one-man show? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. No, it's, not, <laughs> it's five. So oh, okay. one person, Scrooge, and everybody else is like eight characters. Everybody else, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, we should call it one person show. But you're yeah. Well, there's one man shows and one woman shows, and I think it should be one person shows. Uh, okay, gender is a construct. All right, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to our mailbag. Oh yay, we have mail. <laughs> we do have mail. Uh, we got a message from uh, Looney Hypersonic. Uh, I believe that's their real name. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, for the season nine poll. Uh huh. Add him into neither category. Oh. Okay, don't think that was an option, but <laughs> it is now. <laughs> we got the uh, the Com- meh category, completely neutral. Yep. Uh, I only think season nine is all right. <laughs> I don't like it, and I think it isn't part of the golden age. But at the same time, I think it's the best Mike Scully era season. Seasons ten to twelve are garbage. So I think that's a point I think for me. That's personally. a no. Yeah, I think you just <laughs> said no. Uh, obviously, better than what uh, what we call the zombie Simpsons, the Algene era. 
Two contenders for the least favorite episode in season nine, Trash of the Titans and Lisa the Simpson, which is interesting because one of our previous uh, um, mailbags said Lisa the Simpson was their favorite yeah. of the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, Trash of the Titans is what uh, what uh, this person seems to deem as the start of Jerkass Homer. Um, or at least Jerkass Homer destroys Springfield, uh-huh. which is kind of a common theme. <laughs> Yes, it is. The series goes on. It's the whole um, movie. Yeah. Um, and Lisa the Simpson was a point of no return for Bart's characterization as he becomes Homer's dumbass sidekick. So that's an interesting take on that episode because, yeah, generally you focus on the Lisa plot. But when you look at it from Bart's perspective, it's true. They they really like kind of ruin him in a way where it's like, yeah, no, don't worry. Just just men will be stupid when they're older. And so like, sorry, Bart, <laughs> you're going to be a, an idiot. You were if gonna you be ever grow Supreme up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, and they like season nine safe. better than season, sorry, uh, at least season two but better than season nine because even though the show is still finding its footing in season two, uh, they like the characters more in the mundane season two more than season nine. Um, and season two had better animation. Uh, season nine looks stiff and the characters aren't expressive. Favorite season nine ep is The Joy of Sect. And uh, the Golden Age... Uh, started with Lisa Substitute. I usually agree with that assessment. Um, three Men in Comic Book and Blood Feud wouldn't be out of place in seasons three through eight. Um, so yeah, so just some some stuff about season nine. Some more yeah, as that's we, interesting. As we, uh, get prepared for that season. I liked the uh, the thoughts on the animation. That makes me want to go back and check out uh, Lisa Substitute for animation. Because uh, yeah, there is a. Season one animation is very, very obvious. It's like it's somewhere between Simpsons roasting over an open fire and uh, there's um, oh, fuck the, I mean no, there's no disgrace like home is mm. so bad. Yeah, it's yeah, a bad one. It's it's so bad. And then some enchanted evening is is so bad. It's pretty bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like in season two, they they do start to get it a little bit more. Um. I don't know. Maybe in season nine they start futzing around with different uh, styles of animation to cut time down. Yeah, maybe um, because that's a huge thing. Yeah. I know, like season four is when they switch over to film Roman when it is yeah. when it gets its uh, signature look. Yeah, and they haven't switched less rubbery. Yeah, than the classic Chupo. Yeah, and they haven't switched from that in the whole golden era. So it's, that's interesting. With season nine being Scully's first season. Yeah, yeah. To to say that, and it's a new a new round of production as well. So maybe that's maybe they're trying some new stuff in in South Korea. Who knows? Um, but that's something to look into, and that's something I will definitely keep my eyes open for because that's something that you can trace in the decline of The Simpsons, being the whole like, oh, when does this show stop looking like itself? Right. And it, and if 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 this is accurate, then it then it can start basically in season nine mm-hmm. um and it's and like and it the gets, nail the final nails in when they switch to hd it's after the movie yeah, yeah. it's when they <laughs> switch to hd it's no longer the simpsons yeah. uh i could you could even argue that like that, that everything up to the movie mm-hmm. is still the simpsons it's right. still something but as soon as they make that definitive switch over to the 16 by 9 and, and the new intro the new intro it's like what yeah, what's what's happening? What here? is this? It's so dense. Every single frame. Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. <laughs> the writing is what's dense. Okay. Uh, we got a, another very nice letter from Noah. Oh. Um, by another, I mean not another from him, but 
<laughs> another one from a person. Um, but uh, they just recently caught up on our current episodes, a uh, huge fan, and also the brother of another person who wrote in, Sophie. Um, and so uh, his history is similar to his sister's, raised with it due to uh, their father being Canadian and, and his nice. infatuation with it. Um, notice the decline of quality probably around season 19 or 20 as they are unaware of media uh, they consume. <laughs> Fair enough. On it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until his sister showed showed him our podcast that he became aware of the zombie years and the plateau and all of that kind of you know parlance that we use. Um, still a fan of the early teens, shamefully. Um, had to pick an episode or two for his favorite. It'd probably be either Power Plant Strikes, so Last Exit of Springfield, almost for Lisa's song alone. It's so good. Or when Bart becomes a hall monitor and Lisa goes full rebel, which is uh, separate vocations in season three, I believe. Yeah, Great, those very are good episodes. Those are good episodes. Um, and then a little emotional note is that uh, the podcast has given him an outlet to decompress with after his struggles of university. After a hard day of studying for exams, likes to throw on one of our episodes and just forget about his troubles. So our podcast not only gives him a good chuckle and allows him to focus on mostly non-consequential topics, but it gives him a sense of community with all Simpsons fans when he's feeling particularly secluded at his home away from home. So that's a very nice uh, sentiment that I'm, I was very happy to read about. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. And I can tell you uh, that's the exact same thing that I went through in university. Simpsons is always there. Yes. Simpsons. <laughs> uh, be and it, the community around yeah, it. You know? that's, how, it like, that's how we became good friends. That's exactly how Alan and I. Uh, a lot of the guests on this show, uh, both you and I, have become friends with through our love of the Simpsons yep. in some way. Yep. Neil included. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> also survivor for neil and i but uh yeah. that's a that's a whole other podcast um <laughs> are you doing that now no <laughs> <laughs> but i like oh man i wish i could have you there's know so many i know there, there's right? so many out there uh, so i wish i could have like had the the wherewithal the knowledge of how podcasts would have existed back in 2001 or 2000 i guess was the first season and just like start a <laughs> survivor podcast season one yeah no kidding. man i'd be a rich man yep anyway um and then uh, on a lighter note, proclaim his allegiance to Team Season 9 is good. Thank you, Noah. So that's uh, one for each of us. You're my favorite. <laughs> um, he doesn't think it's great by any standards, but it's decent and has excellent moments. I'll take it. And he doesn't think it's worthy of the harsh critique of mine. <laughs> and this is my favorite part, uh, a, seg a little like side note. I'd also like to say that Alan previously held the spot of kinder host in my mind, but as I reached later seasons, I began to realize that Greg is in fact the kinder host. <laughs> <laughs> but simply wears a spinier coat. Greg, <laughs> Greg has a softer touch when it comes to evaluating episodes, but is just grumpier while doing it. <laughs> Nothing bad against Alan, though. I just wanted to express how I had always thought of Greg as a harsher host, but I recently discovered otherwise. And I wanted to bring that up because I think we've been doing this for four and a half years yeah, now. Yeah. Getting close to five now. Yeah. And this is something I mentioned in like previous episodes where Greg, when I first met him, was the most cynical, like <laughs> grumpy, angry dude about media and, you know, like was the first one to be like, oh, that movie sucks or, you know, that's a garbage film or anything like that. Because that's another way we bonded is through film. Obviously, we started yeah. this whole thing with the Cinepals. Absolutely. And... um that's and not always the, the case, though, because I remember listening to the Ninja Turtle movie podcast. Oh, and you loved it. Yes, Greg well, that's what I'm it. saying. And that but was so. That was there was a, there was been a clear a clear shift in Greg's like attitude and personality when coming when it comes to consuming media, and it is putting forth a more positive like 
what can I find that's good about this thing rather than harping on the things that are horrible? Or the opposite opinion of Alan. <laughs> that sometimes is also the case. <laughs> Just to infuriate me. That okay, I would I would say that that's where it came from. Okay. Because I found that it was for through better the Cinepals. Through the Cinepals, yeah. me taking a taking an opposed view made for better radio. Yeah, was, better discussion. Was the idea sure. behind it and I think that's really where the Ninja Turtles one came from. <laughs> Um, that wasn't spite. It was just me prodding yeah. to like because a lot of the times um, it's performative, right? Yeah. There's a lot of it. A lot of it's performative, and I do want to have a good discussion. And there's something that I want to like come back to and be like. Um, but like, if you go back and listen to my and listen to my original take on Jupiter ascending, at the very end of that podcast, we rip on it, and I'm like, but at the end of the day, I liked it, and I do. I still do like Jupiter ascending. I think it's a fun, weird, oh, I, I've, crazy movie. I've turned turned around, and on Alan's it. turned I, I around it, yeah. on it, and like I just think they're, I and I, I think that's where it came from. But it genuinely evolved into something where I was like, but what if this is how I actually feel? What mm-hmm. if how I actually feel is like in the moment if I'm entertained? Let's find why and let's yeah. find the artistic merit and what entertained me, rather than just taking an opposing view. Um, it, it turned into this thing where it was just like, but what's good? What's good about it? Because there's enough, there's too much. There's too much in the world saying that like this, this sucks and here's yeah. why. There's too many angry rants out there and I don't want to. Especially with the YouTube, you yeah. know, and we mentioned this on, I can't remember if it was a Patreon or if it was a main feed, but we talked about this recently about how there's so much like negativity, especially on YouTube and I've started to like not care about that anymore. Yeah, and we kind of we 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 uh, referenced it, but the whole uh, red letter media Star Wars uh, reviews, I think, kind of spurred that in a lot of ways because those yeah. became huge, and like now red letter media is like its own thing, and they even hate themselves for that. They do, and but <laughs> <laughs> but the, but that like spurred this idea to everyone that like oh like if we can do that with movies that we don't like or things that we don't like, then maybe we'll become, you know, famous like Red Letter Media. And so everyone's trying to do that now. Yep. And have been for years. Yep. And it's just it's become too much. And so I've really started to veer more towards like Cinema Wins, which I mentioned, um, which is a great And YouTube I checked channel. that out and it was it's really wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's just a guy who's like, here's I'm gonna find all the great things about this movie. And, you know, even if I if he doesn't like the movie, he's gonna find all the good things and he's gonna, you know, have like a thesis at the end where he's like, I still don't like blank, but but here's what's great about it. And it's just like, it's so positive and it just makes me feel so nice. His thoughts on glass mm. um, really made for like an actual academic review about yep. it. Because if you go into something that you don't like looking for the things that are good, you're going to come out with an actual something of a thesis, which is really interesting yeah. to me. And I just find it a more interesting way of looking at media. Yeah. Um, that is to say that that's actually probably reactionary as well. Just to the just to what we have been exposed to with with YouTube, like our like my take on being like let me let me find something to like about it feels reactionary to the world around me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just that guy. Maybe I'm just the guy who's just like, but maybe it's good. Maybe I am that guy. I don't yeah. know. The new Greg. The new Greg. It's <laughs> well, been around like, for a while. And like Hashtag I said, I hot Greg twenty twenty. Hot Greg. Nice Greg. <laughs> hot nice Greg. Um, Hotter Greg twenty twenty. But uh, yeah. But I I did want to yeah I wanted to mention that because I think it's funny. And yes, I do take the uh, the more uh, cynical view of the Simpsons for sure. 
Um, I, I'm trying not to do that in other things, but only because only for this podcast, yeah. and only because I I am trying to find the the shift that's the reason why i don't like these episodes and you know i know burns baby burns was a big contentious one with people who really like rodney dangerfield and i'm like i don't like him so that's why that episode didn't work for me but uh yeah aside from that um season nine is gonna be fun oh yeah and like i said i'm gonna try and find things i like about each episode so um and then there's a another more business uh thing that we'll discuss off air from noah which uh um (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna be vague about it but uh working on it um and then uh it loves our podcast and hopes to explore the boathouse network more uh banter and rapport with each other and our guest is wonderful so, well check out you. the cinevals that's right <laughs> i just did an episode on the movie spartan oh i don't know what that is it's yeah. a david mamet written and directed <laughs> film seriously starring val kilmer of course it's a thriller with no exposition it's that's insane one of the best movies i've ever seen cool i'm wow. not actually joking I, that sounds great it's <laughs> so good alad you need to see okay this movie. is this a recent film no this oh, is okay. from 2004 it's okay. when he was like kind of having i talk about right, it, it was, on the podcast it's right before kiss kiss bang bang right before yeah yeah, okay. yeah and it's like his last theatrical movie that he was like starring cool in. and it's that sounds great so wow. fucking good one last mailbag before okay. we move on you'll um, get to talk eventually now. yeah we're gonna talk about the episode <laughs> little bits here and there okay. we got some business to take care of we recorded the previous episodes in advance so we're just getting to stuff that people sent us in that period now <laughs> that's why um question for us uh, he list this. So this is from Mason. Sorry. Uh, listen to our episode on Flanders cider versus juice debate. Uh, sorry, Burns Baby Burns, and uh-huh. wants to hear our opinion on Flanders cider versus juice debate. We all know that if it's clear and yellow, we got juice there, fella, and if it's hanging brown, we're in cider town. But the is the entire thing flip flopped in Canada? <laughs> I assume Mason is a American. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> It's flip-flopped in Canada. So if it's hanging brown, we're in Juice Town. Yep. And if it's clear and yellow, we got cider there, fella. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And nobody here will debate me on that. <laughs> I'm a few episodes behind, and I really need to listen to that episode. I think. <laughs> well, I think what's funny is we didn't really have a discussion on that, because nope. <laughs> at the time, we're like, yeah, that's just a fact. <laughs> it's not Sound- a debate. I'm like, it sounds right. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then uh, season ride. nine is garbage, and Greg should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your <laughs> name is on the list. <laughs> the only good episodes in it are Realty Bites, uh-huh. uh, Trios of Horror, and The Joy of Sect. Well, that sounds like um, good enough for me. And he likes Bart Carney, but knows it sucks, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he likes a lot of the jokes and stuff in Prince on the Popper, but he does find the episode as a whole garbage. <laughs> All right. Well. Which I mean. I think Principal of Popper will be an interesting one for a lot yeah. of reasons, yeah. but because uh, I, I mean, I love Skinner, and I think it was a, it's a really funny episode, but it breaks the show. Uh, let's move on. Let's start talking about this episode, Lisa's, because that was a lot of preamble, yeah. but uh, you guys stuck with us, as always, and we appreciate it. Maybe you just fast-forwarded. I don't know. Lisa's Date with Density, the seventh episode of season eight, written by Mike Scully, directed by Susie Dieter, and original date, September, sorry, <laughs> December 15th, 1996. Yeah, so um, <laughs> what I really want to know is, um, Neil, yeah. uh, let's uh, let's get your first thoughts on this. Uh, 
My first thoughts. I'm trying to remember. Oh, well, before I, when I found out this was the episode I was doing, um, I looked it up on IMDb just to be like, what am I doing? Yeah, which and one is that? For a second, I was like, have I seen this one? I'm pretty oh. sure. I'm pretty sure I have. Uh, and then I looked, I thought more about it and I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Because we're getting into the time period. I was telling Greg that, like, I watched from the first season to maybe the 12th ish, maybe, yeah. maybe 11th or 12th, something like that. Um, but during that time period, I'd rewatch the. The repeats. So the first like five seasons I've seen countless times, Mm -hmm. but then you get to the later years and I've probably only seen them once. So this is probably the second time I've ever seen this episode. Um, But I I did recall a lot of it and it did uh, did spark the memories. Um, On a whole, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty funny. I laughed out loud quite a minute, quite a few times. Um, I do your your brief comments earlier (laughs) about was it a a well executed story like it was a good idea but whether it was well executed i'm i'm uncertain so i'm intrigued to hear more elaboration on what you were thinking so the whole idea of lisa getting a crush on nelson months cuz that's the that's the a plot yeah. of the story b plot homer gets an auto dialer side character getting an a plot yeah um she has a crush on nelson months which actually to me, that rings that rings pretty true. Oh yeah. To but, me. He's an older kid. He's the bad boy. And then based on her conversation with Marge, she's more similar to her mother than than I think she would like to think. Um, and she believes that she can change him. She truly believes that she can change him. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marge did. Yeah. He's, He's a, a completely different person. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of it's the, a good lampshade. It's of, also one yeah. of the most tragic scenes in for Marge. I never really noticed yeah. Marge's face before, but when she says it the second time and she's looking at Lisa with such like hope in her eyes, and I'm like, wow, that's like a very nice touch on the animators' parts to make her like like not feeling great about this situation and being like yeah. i need this i need to believe that he's changed otherwise what am i doing there's like a crack there but it's yeah. like spackled over that's right yeah. yeah that that just basically describes marge in general yeah like yeah. there's cracks everywhere in yeah. marge and they're all just like smoothed over with very fine and Vaseline. very yeah on toast <laughs> just <laughs> On there. I'm yeah. sorry for the mouth noises. Oh, so gross. <laughs> um, I heard them in my headphones. You know, it's based on a, a real thing. One of the writers, like a kid he knew. No. In school. At Vaseline on Toes. Yeah. I think I read that too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, he basically said a kid would always come on the bus with a piece of toast and there'd be Vaseline on it. No. Yep. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. Oh. I mean, it does. It it ties into a, the only other time I can remember that they've referenced uh, Vaseline is in Lisa the Beauty Queen, when Homer eats an entire jar of it. <laughs> so Homer and Milhouse maybe have something in common. Yeah. Little wiener kid. Um, but as far as the as far as the execution of it goes, I guess it's just like it. It feels because the whole episode around it is actually really, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I I was kind of expecting this episode to be more sweet, and sure. or 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 at least a little bit more real or something along the lines of um uh the the Jessica episode. Is that just called Bart's girlfriend? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, because this is basically Lisa's 
yeah. version of that. And to be fair, we should get this, this episode. If Bart got one when he's in grade four, that makes sense. Like, Lisa should eventually get her own first crush episode. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to bring Nelson into the story. Unfortunately, Nelson sucks. <laughs> I've yeah, never so, liked him as a character. Yeah. I put him in the same category as I do with Mo. Mm, in fact, I like him less than Mo. Wow, I, that's crazy to me. But go really? on. <laughs> <laughs> I have the, uh, every single time they put him even slightly front and center. I'm always like, get the fuck out of here, because <laughs> I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's funny. I don't yeah. think his stupid catchphrase yeah. is funny. I don't oh, think no. anything that even happens to him is funny because I don't think he is that he I don't think he's a bad enough kid to to deserve the comeuppances that they give him. And I don't think he's a deep enough character to deserve any of the time that they shine on him. And I don't think he's a funny enough character to deserve any of the spotlights. He's just kind of a black void to me. Sure. He's just a function. He didn't add much to this show. No, he didn't. Or the episode in particular. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's where this episode fails me, yeah. is is in the uh, the Nelson character. He gets a few decent moments and by that i mean like back off james i think <laughs> is a really yeah. great moment <laughs> yeah. um but the moment that we're supposed to like him is when he kisses her and says this ought to shut her up hey this is kind of nice mm -hmm. and that worked for me years ago mm -hmm. but it doesn't now i just think it's kind of dumb okay <laughs> um and it doesn't show it doesn't show like if if he did genuinely have some sort of thing in there that would show off a little bit of tenderness i think i would like this episode more but he doesn't really nothing follows it that's the thing. like he does have that moment of like hey this is actually kind of nice but then very quickly he goes back to the bullies and he lies to lisa and he's still a dick of a kid <laughs> and it's like it's just over the course of a commercial break yeah 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 right really so it's like okay what is there there there's no there there and i think they put a lot of the like they they gave a lot of the screen time that they could have used to the auto dialer which sure. i'm not going to complain about the auto dialer yeah. is a, it's a fun hilarious b -plot. b plot i like it a lot so I actually like this episode a lot more than you do. Oh, cool. Which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the who's the spinier one now? No. Uh, no. I'm <laughs> the Scrooge one day. But and I, I think it's interesting that you bring up Mo uh as a comparative to um Nelson because it I feel about Nelson kind of similarly to how I feel about Bart in a lot of instances where I forgive a lot of his shittiness because he's a kid. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it That's why I say he doesn't deserve the comeuppances that he gets. Sure. Sure. Explain some of what you mean. Like in future episodes? In, like, uh, in, in past episodes, episodes oh. mostly. Um, what I'm talking about. Like, I know it's the like the, the, the 22 short films about Springfield when he's oh. like, <laughs> march his pants down, yeah. now march. I'm like, that's not great sure no that's I mean, mean he, he's crying yeah <laughs> this is a still a child yeah he's a, he's a kid right <laughs> and um and most and the like the well and i think that like that moment for me anyway like you're not expected to feel catharsis or like good i'm glad this is happening to nelson in that moment yeah it's you're supposed to f be empathetic with him 
the other is how one, I feel. But the other one that I see is like Bart the General, his first appearance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up as well because I think uh, a reason I like this episode is I like these kind of episodes where we get to see more sides to characters that are just one note characters and he began as a one note character as the bully mm-hmm. you know and then the weird thing happened where they got three more bullies and uh he was like the lesser of the three like the three are the main ones we see now and nelson shows up in other times but he started as the bully and he had two little minions right um and then with this episode we we get to see a different side of him but what i like about it is that it ties it into our the family right and so it's the right way to bring him into a story by having it be lisa's first crush and i think it's uh like you said a very true to reality thing that would happen with with girls um with kids in general like people are always like getting crushes on older people also people who are just like a bit more rebellious or a bit more like you know hell yeah (laughs) And, and also the the good guy the the, the millhouse the, yeah. the good guy is is there yeah right in front of her that's right and he's a nice good guy guys never win and that's my favorite part of this though <laughs> yeah. that's that's my favorite part of the episode and I'm so glad you brought up is the, the millhouse at all yeah. uh, millhouse um, this is something that I think we should do all the time now is the MVP of the episode because sometimes sure, yeah. we don't but sometimes we do yeah. and this episode's MVP is millhouse. Yeah. Millhouse Van Houten runs away with this episode for me because this is the this is the immediate episode following a Millhouse divided mm-hmm. and from Millhouse's perspective as a character it feels it. Yeah. It feels that way. Well, and like I said last episode, it's this running thing in this season. Let's of see how wienerly we can Milhouse make Millhouse is the worst. Everyone hates Millhouse. Nobody likes Millhouse. Nobody as, likes Millhouse as Mr. Largo says. Um, but you said that the that the good guy is right there, right? And in a, like the classic rom com formula, yeah, yeah, he's the ducky. He, he's yeah, he's right there. And she'd end up with him at yeah, the end in she, normal rom com. That's the idea. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is the Simpsons, and they this is still when they're like subverting things, even if it's just an offhand thing, and they're not even thinking about it. But by making Millhouse that role. It's never going to happen. No. Because he's Millhouse. <laughs> and he sucks. And he's... Yeah. Um, well, and, and it, it helps to uh, accentuate this idea in culture, not just in The Simpsons, but in culture, that, like you say, like the nice guy finishes last, girls always go for the bad, the bad boy, like that kind of thing. And you, when you start to really examine that idea of our culture, of girls only liking uh, jerks and nice guys finishing last and all that kind of thing, you realize it's because media was written by nerdy guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. the duckies and like the, the, those kind of things are, are are written by nerdy nerdy dudes who you are like, John Hughes was yeah. a rebel? No. <laughs> no, of course not. And they're like, you know, uh, why didn't that girl in high school like me? She liked the 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 John Bender type guy. Uh, this yeah. episode came out when I was in like grade nine or 10. Like I was right in the prime when I saw this totally. episode for the first time yeah. and was like, damn it, I'm Milhouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't girls like me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I handed the note on. 
Well, I didn't. But I, I think it's me. an interesting thing because, yeah, like the people who wrote this episode and many other things are those kind of dudes. And so you're going to get that as a pervasive thing, uh, you know, with Friends as well, the TV show Friends and, you know, Ross and Rachel thing. And they're like, you know, oh, and then they, of course, like you said, write it so that eventually the girl does choose the nerdy loser who... In real life, no, it's not because you're a nice guy that they don't like you. It's because you're a fucking wiener kid. It's because you're a little weirdo. Like, yeah. you're not attractive to them. That's okay. Give it time. That's all. <laughs> I'm not in grade nine anymore. That's I know. right. And Just now you're married. So. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. Um, I gave it time. It's also like during that time when like everything lives or dies with a, with, with a, with a letter, with a phone call, with a text message. Sure. Right. It's it's at that great like I don't know when it starts. It starts at different ages for everybody. I'm talking, of course, about puberty. Um, <laughs> and when those hormones start going, like everything lives or dies with the with the reaction of the person who you uh, are projecting sure. your your own hormones onto, yeah. right? Whether it <laughs> whether it be. <laughs> A, a girl, a guy, someone who doesn't identify as either. It's it, it doesn't matter. Everything lives or dies with that person for a yeah, lot of people. For, yeah, for a lot of you people. Get, you get obsessive is maybe the wrong way to describe it because that's actually a dangerous thing that can happen with real people. But you know what I mean. It's like you get you get so fixated. Fixated yeah. is probably the right word. You get tunnel on, vision on, on the one person that you're like, this is who I'm supposed to be with. Why don't they like me? Yeah. And that's Especially how Mil- at that young age. Yeah, and that's how Millhouse yeah. is with Lisa. And I wanted to ask, is this the first kind of major, like, Millhouse is a crush on Lisa plot that we've seen? Because yes, I think there's I been so. kind of, like, hints before, but, like, never a clear, like, oh, Millhouse likes Lisa and is sad that she's not with him. The writers are nailing this whole, like, paying off Millhouse mm-hmm. in this season so far. Yeah. Um, but I think, yes, this is the first time where it's overt. Yeah. Really? That's cool. It's interesting in an episode that's supposed to be all about Nelson that there was so much Millhouse mm-hmm. too. Like there's well, no the, mention of Millhouse in yeah. the IMDb synopsis or anything. <laughs> like this is all about Nelson. Well, but Lisa a needs a confidant, right? She needs yeah. someone to and she, it's not going to be Bart. No, like, Bart has one scene in this that's episode. Right. <laughs> the last scene. And he's talking about Millhouse. <laughs> the last scene is a, is Millhouse. That's right. Yep. Jumping for joy with his dog. With his little dog, like, which I don't know where he got that dog. Well, he got it because he gets everything he wants That's now true. in a divorce. He got a puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how that, like, that tracks for me. It does. No, he 100%. Got a, he got that little I just car. always thought it was weird. Like, why does he have a dog? It's just, oh, because he needed to be outside <laughs> to see Lisa. And choke the dog yeah. as he jumps into. S- yeah. <laughs> Great freeze frame. Yeah. But so to bring it back to Nelson though, because yeah. I actually I actually do like Nelson in this episode. I think it's a, a a very true, interesting take on his character where we get to see how he lives, for example. You know, he, there's I think this is the first mention of his father. Um and that's like it's very offhand, but it's like, oh, like <laughs> that colors so much of who he is, you know? Um ever since first, my dad went nuts. Yeah, you're the first person I've had over since my dad went nuts. Yeah. Which, like, you know, uh, in that, the way he says it, it could be literally, like, went insane, but I think it's more just, like, maybe he was a deadbeat and, you know, I don't know, there could have been some abuse or something, you know? Like, you don't know, because, like, a kid would say, oh, my dad went nuts because he his temper suddenly got really big or something like that. You know what I mean? But then you and see so, their house. See their house? It's very <laughs> shitty. <laughs> got a Thunderbird up on blocks. Uh-huh. Yeah, but and then uh but I think what I like about it is that he's his his 
relationship with Lisa feels real with both of their characters and in the sense that, you know, when she says, when she first kind of says, oh, I'm the one who likes you, he's like kind of taken aback because he's like, what girls don't like me. But he's like, but like, like anybody, if anyone hears someone has a crush on them, that like, it feels nice, you know, because you're like, oh, I am like desirable in some way. And, and so he has this moment where he's like, I, I don't know, like, it's, it's nice, I guess. But he, doesn't, a- he doesn't know what to do with it. But then, and she's like very sweet and just trying to be like, like, well, we're little kids and we're going to be quote unquote dating now. Right. So you should come over to my house. And he's like, all right. And like the thing she does at the house, at both his house and her house, you know, and it's just like, like be the, be the baby kitty. Like that's so funny to me and so true to Lisa and to like what she thinks will impress him, which like absolutely it wouldn't. <laughs> Even if the cat did be the baby, I he'd like be like, how he okay. says I don't care. Oh yeah, I I believe you, I don't care. I say that all the time to, to friends when they're like trying to convince me of something. I'm like, all right, I believe you, I don't care. <laughs> uh that's that's something that's made its way into your vernacular. Yes. And uh something from this episode that's made its way into my vernacular is um I used to think a car was only a device to get you from point A to point B, and on weekends, point, point C. C. I always say <laughs> on weekends, point C. Yes, it's in my very life. good. I say it all the time, and that's that's Chalmers, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Chalmers. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but even the later, the like the final act or whatever, when he, uh, like you guys are talking about, he reverts back to the bullies. I'm like, that's so real though. Like this is the world he knows, right? And he's like, he's intrigued and he, he, he likes Lisa well enough. He doesn't like, I don't think like her in any real sense, but he's like, oh, a girl who likes me, like, let's see what happens and see if like this would work in some way. But he likes his, his world. He did fears change. Like we all do. And so, you know, when he goes back to them, it's not like he's just like, all right, I'm done with her now. He's just like, oh, man, throwing that coleslaw would have been really fun. And he's like, I could do both. Like, you know, I hung out with Lisa and I can go and do this coleslaw thing. And but like, then as soon as that's done, like when the police come or whatever, he goes to Lisa's place because he's like, oh, like this would be a great place to hide out. And uh, <laughs> and then he can't help but like brag about uh, what he did. And that's what reveals the, you know, the lie or whatnot. And, and he's even kind of taken aback when she says, you lied to me. He's like, Oh, right. I guess I did. You know? And he's kind of like, Oh you're, yeah. Like this, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm going to do these things and you don't want to do those things. So, you know, we should realize that. And I think it's just a true, um, like two kids who don't know th- what their wants or needs are yet and trying something out with each other and realizing it's not going to work and just, uh, separating amiably, I thought it was really sweet, and I think it's a uh, it's. Uh, I know you you were missing some sweetness to it, but I think there is some sweetness. It's just a little more buried, and it's just a little more true to like how kids are, and less to like if it was two adults, I would agree with you. But because they're kids, I'm like I understand this very well. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you turned me around. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, I was very much like meh medium yeah, yeah. on the episode, yeah. so it's easy for me to like. I think it's easier for me to, to like get, to get to, to pull back and, when, and yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it doesn't change how I feel about Nelson as a character. Right. Um, but yeah, and this, he is he is a pretty shitty character in general. Like, I mean, not character, shitty person yeah. in general. Again, I I forgive it more than I do with Mo because he's a child and he still has learning to do. Yeah, uh, Mo should know better. Yeah. <laughs> But but I, I do agree that this is probably one of the only episodes that I can think of where we see a different side to him, and that's why I like the episode. Yeah. And every other time we see him, it's very boring. And that's also like 
kind of why uh, the what is it a double double dumbbell indemnity episode in season nine where Mo dates Helen Hunt um, that I I don't dislike that episode until near the end when Mo becomes horrible again. I'm like, oh, like Mo's trying. He's trying to be a good person because this person's clearly like an amazing person and is baffling that she's with him. And he's trying, and then eventually he's like, oh, I'm going to burn the bar down and find some corpses. And it's like, oh, God, all right, goodbye. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it, Mo. So, anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty true to his character. I, it is. <laughs> Which I, again, I'm not saying the characteriz- characterization is wrong. I'm saying he's wrong. Yes, he's <laughs> a bad, bad like man him. who does bad things. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good read. I like yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. that's nice. What do you think he did in the birdbath? I think he shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that three? I mean, like, what three else? Votes would... for shit? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what else. Yeah. Well, what else would cause Skinner to go no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't have a bag of tools with him or anything yeah. when he showed up. The the coleslaw is already on the house. Like, yeah. If that, there was nothing. just more coleslaw, then he would just be like, oh, more of this. But it's like, oh, and shit. <laughs> maybe he ate, maybe Nelson ate some of the coleslaw, like oh. rushed rush the system. <laughs> oh, God. Rancid coleslaw shit. <laughs> That's the kind of content you get when you subscribe to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> <Two bad names. laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, what else do you want to say about this episode? Uh, I like I like the, Lisa's auto like, dialer. Oh yeah, the, I guess the beat I guess lot. the whole beat yeah. I mean, I like Lisa. I just want to say quick, I, I do like Lisa's realization that she's got a crush on Nelson. Like that's really well written and that's re- a, and very true to you know great. because like again, like when you're a kid, you don't n- really know how to process feelings as well, right? So you're like, why like why am I staring at this person? Why like why do I care what this person thinks? You're like, oh fuck because i'm getting feelings for them that's no good because feelings suck oh god they're the worst just lead to hurt feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah just stay dead inside that's right (laughs) (laughs) no that's not that's not it at all love love everything that you can (laughs) there's nothing better than love even if it ends in heartbreak because you learn and you grow uh hot nice greg 2020 (laughs) that's right just like Flanders and his wife. They love each other. <laughs> That's right. Right? Uh, we saw a lot of love in so this episode. That's so funny. That's so funny. Unplug the phone. It might be my mother. It might be my mother. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> and, and every time, Hadley Doodley. Shoot. And when Bond's like, if you don't unplug that phone, you're sleeping on, on the, the lawn. lawn. <laughs> Not even the couch. The lawn. You're getting out of this goddamn house. <laughs> And knowing she is that, upset. She's so and upset. knowing that the next episode is when Flanders loses his mind. That's right. Yep. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is the this start is precursor. of it. Yep. It's all because of the auto-dialer <laughs> that Flanders loses his mind. Take That's that into right. consideration on the next episode. <laughs> if you really tick me off, I'll run you down with my car. It's <laughs> uh, a good episode. Burns' phone number. 555-000 one just like what is the social security number is like not 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 two damned roosevelt what a great joke um uh i do like his like his his reaction as well he's this is his only scene in the episode obviously but and he nails it yeah i think i'd be happier with the dollar that's fucking millionaire yeah 
Um, I said my episode MVP was Millhouse. Mm. Does anybody else have a counter argument to that? I think I think Maggie really killed it in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the way she uh, wasn't that, there. Did the way she did the opening credits and uh, <laughs> fell off the couch. Yep. Um, Very funny. Yeah. And then disappeared. Yep. Never just to be seen. Even again. though gunshots happened oh, in her God. house. Like, <laughs> We didn't really talk about the the, the child murder. The weird, know. yeah, like fake out attempt where Wiggum's on the hunt for Nelson, etc. And apparently Nelson's going to hide out in the Simpson house. And Wiggum comes into the house and turns the corner and is like, ah, I thought I was going to find you here. Without hesitation, fires three shots. <laughs> Discharges his weapon yep. in a... In a residential in, home. In a residential home with a with, family. And without a it. warrant. Um... <laughs> And then Lou and uh, Eddie, Chief, no, why did you do that? And then the reveal, it was the auto dialer. Still, not good. Not okay. <laughs> not okay to fire your weapon. But he's the chief, I mean. They don't usually even go out on calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're very, very thankful. Yeah. Counter, Counter blessings every day. Every day. Yeah, very appreciative. <laughs> That's um, a great bunch of lines. That's, I yeah. mean, uh, spoiler, that's my favorite joke of the episode is that interaction because it's so, it's, I mean, again, it's lampshading in a good way where it's like, yeah, why is the chief always going on calls? And it's like, well, obviously, because it's like a character, they don't want to make a new character or just have Eddie and Lou out there. Like, Wiggum's funny. We want him to be the, yeah, the, the, uh, point for police. And, uh, but then their reaction too is just like, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> he's like, uh, it's so good. Well, Simpsons institutions aren't representative of the people; they're representative of the institutions. That's right. And the and the person. That's why we don't see a lot of like clergy people. It's yeah. just Reverend Lovejoy, yeah. and so we don't see other higher ups at the plant. It's Mr. Burns. Yeah. You know, like there's no point to have those actual hierarchies in these institutions. We want to see the head honcho. Yeah, and then you can get the pure, unfiltered way that the uh, writers view these institutions, and then fun subversive satire and suits it's writing guys it's it's just called writing (laughs) uh to answer your question though uh i think if i if i had to pick mvp for uh laughs it's definitely millhouse yeah but mvp for the episode i think is lisa like i think she's got the most interesting growth and uh storyline and all that kind of and i really like the way they use her in this episode um to 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 show that childlike wonder of first crushes and that kind of thing. And we rarely get a chance, or we haven't in a while, to really shout out Yardley Smith's performance yes, yeah. as Lisa. And it's something that we, just by the nature of the show, often overlook just because she only plays the one character. Yeah. But she does it so well, and she gives Lisa such um, such a great dynamic in this, even in just this episode. Because yeah. um, you see her... Uh, at the end of the episode, it feels like she's grown up by the way she 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 performs, by the way she talks to Milhouse, um, by the way she talks to Nelson, mm-hmm. and the way she handles that moment so mature. Uh, it's very much a coming of age moment for her. Yeah. And then like even like go going back like be the baby kitty. She's very much an eight year old yeah. in that scene. And then going back to the moment where she finds out that she where she deciphers her own feelings, mm-hmm. and it's like oh this is. All of this is just such a is such a in a in a way uh, honest and also um, moving awakening moment for for Lisa and yeah. she and she Yardley Smith plays it never ever abandoning the fact that this is a child yeah throughout the whole thing and that's 
that's something that I think Yardley Smith has over Nancy Cartwright mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, if we want to go into that a little bit. It's that um, Nancy Cartwright kind of falls into a um, a very, very safe comfort zone. And whether that is what she's doing or what the writers are doing, but her performances, I find, fall into a, a very safe comfort zone. And a lot of the time, it's functional professional it's especially very admirable but i don't think it's anything that i don't think it's it's anything very astounding it's especially more apparent when with with any character she plays aside from bart yeah and i'd say like she gets to show that kind of vulnerability and that kind of like truthfulness to bart a lot uh in the in some of the best bart episodes that's like those are, those are my favorite Bart moments, and the the reason why I disagree when people are like Bart's a horrible character, I'm like no, like watch these episodes where you see the true like feelings, like you know Bart gets an F or uh, Marge be not proud or like those kind of things, and that's when Nancy Cartwright gets to really show the nuance to that character. I feel like she doesn't get the opportunity with a lot of her other characters, but but when listening to them, you like you really real you really notice how cartoony they are in a in a sense, right? And that's maybe why Nelson doesn't work for me as much sure. in this episode. Yeah. If I if we really want to break it down, if you he doesn't him... have those vulnerable moments no. really. Like he, I think again, I think this is the most he ever gets. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, but but I I know what you mean by yeah. Like he's still he's still just like oh I am Nelson, and he's got that very cartoony gravelly voice that it's harder to do nuance with and if you the only thing we kind of get is when we go in his head yeah yeah and that's like two lines yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty much and when you're putting him next to lisa who has who feels like a real person and he has that cartoony voice on it just i don't know it kind of it kind of uh grates a little bit um i think yeah, because Le- I think because Lisa's so real. Yeah, in this in this particular episode, and because they're putting her up against someone who is so inherently cartoony. Yeah, I think that might be where where my um, where where the disconnect comes from yeah. for me. I'm just there's, trying to find it. Yeah, there's some moments where where I think there's there's a bit more nuance to it, and uh, I can't remember the exact lines, but like the one where. Uh, the bullies go away and she's like, oh, wow, you got rid of him without any violence. He's like, yeah, I know you don't like that kind of stuff. And it seems like kind of an offhand thing, but that's like a very honest, like, he he didn't do it for him. He did it for her. He's trying. You know, yeah. he's doing his best, even though it, you know, goes against all, all that he uh, knows. And also like the very end again, where he's like, you know, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I did. Like he's he's admitting to his lie because he was caught, but he's also like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, and then, his um, instinctual is to lie a second right, time, yeah. though. Like, nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, and then right. <laughs> blatant lie. Yeah. Uh, okay, number yeah. Two. yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> um, and then also the part I really like uh, that is not like a example of this like nuanced emotionalness, but it's uh, uh, let's kiss. <laughs> it's like when, again, yeah. I can't remember the exact lead up to it, but he's like, no, it doesn't. Uh, come on, let's kiss. Like, that's his like quote unquote solution. And like, I mean, I know adult couples who like that's their solution to fights. It's just like, ah, come on, let's just guess. Let's just make out. And it's like, eh, that's not how problems go away, folks. Doesn't hurt. Ah, well, maybe that's depends how, Nelson's depends dad. how rough you are. Maybe that's ah. how Nelson's dad does it. <laughs> <laughs> Before he goes crazy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He just tries to fix it. <laughs> I don't know. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I obviously like this episode a bit more than you did, but uh, it's not a favorite or anything. And I think even uh, when I go to watch it, like when it's coming up in the rotation, whatnot, I'm never excited for it necessarily. But I, I it's never one that I'm like bummed it's coming up. So there it's are... more in the middle zone for me, but I like it better than uh, a lot of episodes yeah. we've done so far in the Golden Age. So this this one. This time and after this discussion, I find myself enjoying it more, and I found myself surprised when I was watching it this time just to how much I was laughing mm-hmm. throughout it. It's a very funny episode. I think the intro for me obviously helps, and again, I always forget how this episode starts, and with Skinner and the Honda and like all that stuff. Very good. Very funny. It's an, the, the pivot of this episode is kind of masterful. Mm-hmm. With the whole locker illegal locker search, he's a crowbar. They destroy every single locker. <laughs> he's that destroying they're into. school property that yeah. he's like. This is gonna come out of his budget. I like how budget. his his idea is start with Bart, logically, right? Yeah, fair enough. But then just go down the line, and then the last one is Nelson. No, start with Bart, then Nelson, then Jimbo. That you know, like go down that line at least. If you're gonna fucking be a douchey, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Uh, choosing people for reasons other than what's that called? Like a prejudice? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know when people get like pulled out of the line at the airport because they look a certain way. What's Ar- that called? Ar- Racism. Or... Well, that too. But... <laughs> no, there's a specific word for like. Oh, God damn it! Randomly selected for additional screening. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad at myself when I listen to this back. I'm like, it's this word, you idiot. Ugh. <laughs> Whatever, I'll think of it. In racial second. profiling. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> profiling. Not even racial profiling. Profiling was the word yeah. I was looking for. Thank you. I mean, watch Mindhunters. I have. It works. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. I was talking about so the Val Kilmer film. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Came out in 2004. Good. Wow, same year as Spartan. Yep. <laughs> Big year. <laughs> Check out the Cinevals on the Boathouse Network. That's right. For more info on Val Kilmer. <laughs> so much info. <laughs> so much info. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, reference desk? Absolutely. There's not a lot in this one. No, it's a... It's a pretty yeah. like bare bones pretty uh, reference reference wise. Um, but the, the title, uh, Lisa's Date with Density, is I think a play on Back to the Future. Uh, because you're he, my density. Yeah, he mixes I mean, up destiny and density. Destiny, and obviously, like date with destiny would be the. Hmm? If I were to go back in time, mm-hmm. much like Back to the Future, uh-huh. I would give Crispin Glover a supporting actor Oscar for, for Back movie. to the Future, yeah, Part One. He is he steals that movie. I love from him in that movie. Two incredibly talented and charismatic leads. He steals that movie. <laughs> And then they stole his face then for they part stole two. His face. <laughs> oh man, so weird. Um, the uh, major, major, the majority of the plot is rebel without a cause. Oh, oh, even the, the observation James tower. Dean, yes, yeah. yeah. A lot of the visuals and like, um, just the the plot between Lisa and Nelson is taken from that. Um, the mystery wrapped in enigma, wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped in a blank, whatever. That's uh, I never knew this. It's taken from a Winston Churchill uh, like radio address. Oh, he's the one who first kind of used that wizard with words at the outbreak of World War II. Of course. <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was his opinion of Russia. A riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma is what he said about Russia. And uh, nothing's changed. 
Um, that was pretty much it. There's uh, Nuke the Whales, I guess, is uh, in Waterworld. I've never seen it, so I don't know if you've seen it. Could you oh, confirm yeah. that? Yeah. I've seen it. Um, what about it? Just that Nuke the, Wh- Nuke the Whales is in Waterworld? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, there's a bumper sticker in Waterworld that oh, says Oh, on Nuke one the of the smokers' things. Um, sure. Probably. <laughs> that, that, that tracks. I, I don't re- remember it, but I guess that gives me another reason to watch yeah. Waterworld again. There I love go. that there's bumper stickers. Yeah. <laughs> in a world without bumper. You see, that's the little details right. that yeah. $250 right. million dollars no, can Greg, buy you. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pull yeah. you out of the Waterworld right, rant. All right. All right. I, like, I like that movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm not saying anything about the movie. I just know Greg likes to rant about it. You I should like check it. it out. It's a good movie. Yeah. Spartan uh, Waterworld. Skinner's House, uh, Psycho. We've. It's already been mentioned, but yep. that's how they design his house. It is the design of the stairs and everything. Yeah. Um, and then um, apparently, uh, this is probably not really a reference, but I just think it's interesting. Um, there's a song by the Flaming Lips called She Don't Use Jelly. Uh, and the lyrics go, she'll make you toast, but she don't use butter. She uses Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is the one. So like, yeah. so, so like, I don't think they intended to be a reference to that because, like I said, the writer just knew a kid who did that. But there's some unintentional, unintentional a much better reference is reality. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, that's pretty much it, though. As like I said, like pretty pretty low reference uh, episode. All right, favorite joke. Yeah. I already said mine. Chief yeah. of police doesn't go out on calls like this. Yeah. <laughs> Counter blessings every day. And a, and an honorable mention to nobody likes Millhouse. That whole run. Yeah. Uh, Ooters alive apparently. Yeah, which is that's interesting. That's nice. I think that's the first time we've seen him since he was beat by the field trip. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a long time. That was my last episode. Was that like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. P- PTA disbands, right? I'm like he hasn't yeah. been seen since. Then. I don't think that's we crazy. have. I mean, I, I, he might have been in the background. I haven't tracked it, but this is the first time we've heard him for sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh that's... no, 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 no. Um, in um, much a poo about nothing. Uh, that would make sense. Where there. They're like they're oh go back to Germania yeah yeah, yeah you're right really yep. the children want to pick on someone <laughs> that's right yeah the two episodes that I do I just figured he was in it all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite joke mine would have to be um, when she sees you'll do anything she oh. asks she's just bound to respect you and then he says sure what's a big sister for. Oh, I, oh, shouldn't I shouldn't have said, said that. <laughs> I think that's so funny. No I think oh, it's just such a such a thing for like a kid to think, and like, yeah, yep, yeah, like it's like, oh, I'll do this for her, and she'll like me for yeah. it, and it's like, because I'm nice, because I'm nice. It's like, no, you're not. That's the transaction. I be nice, and you reward me with kisses. Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> or sex if you're an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to use that in this context. Yeah. <laughs> Neil. Uh, I love the, uh, you're kissing a girl. That's so gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's classic. It's very, it's know. very little yeah. kid logic, it's, right? Yeah, well, yeah. not even logic, but just like it's the bully, the mentality. bully mentality. Like yeah. I'll pick on you for anything, yeah. even yeah. what doesn't make sense. Even doing yeah. something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're doing what I wish I could be doing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, and that's a weird uh, thing too. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and I, I feel like it's pretty universal with kids. But kids, like, even like, definitely pre-puberty, even during and after puberty, there's this weird mentality of like. Like, oh, you're romantic with someone? Like, haha. You know, like it's a point of ridicule. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing with kids in general. It's shame that person because yeah. they have something that I want. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But may not realize that I want it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Kids are funny. 
Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> little um, tiny little Hitlers. A, a really weird, a really weird joke that I like. I'm very, always very flip floppy on this episode. Is the guess who likes you? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Because I I actually right. think it's it's kind of funny when he turns around and sees Milhouse raising his eyebrows, waving, and, and like the yeah. smash cut to him being like in a like unconscious i guess i don't yeah. know like they had to pack his they ears, pack with, his ears gauze. with gauze he's got a bloody nose One like drop of blood, pa- like yeah. part of me really likes the the um structure of that joke but then like the the like uh behind the scenes like idea of like oh this other boy has a crush on me i'm gonna beat him up it feels Again, gay panicky it feels it, little... it does feel gay panicky yeah, yeah. And, and i don't necessarily think the writers intended it that way i think it more just intended nelson like doesn't like millhouse yeah it's less so that he's a boy but it's still just like it there's the twinge of like ah like i like the structure but it's like it's also kind of sad yeah <laughs> you know because even though millhouse is a little wiener kid he doesn't deserve to get fucking Not beat up all. for yeah <laughs> for anything like that you know so yeah, there's that, that small thing, and again, this is like, you know, mid-90s, so people were less conscious of those kind of issues, but... Once again, though, these episodes are way less gay panicky than the ones released in 2001-ish. 100%. <laughs> Which you'll find out about if you subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Because we have talked about several episodes that have really, really weird gay panic jokes yeah. in the early 2000s. Kind of like, where the hell did this come from? Yep. <laughs> where Greg and I literally look at each other and go, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, writers yeah. um yeah okay well, i think that's it uh, yeah i think that's that that about does it hey alan where can hmm. they reach us if they oh, want to well you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at bad neighbors pod and you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three and you can subscribe to our patreon that's right boathouse Two bucks a month yeah. you get all our bonus content all of it at least a couple a month maybe more yeah um and uh we we will thank you that's like a dollar an episode it's yeah <laughs> it's uh, what I'll, a deal yeah and also you get you get to you get to like there's like discussions people have discussions yeah in, you get to tell us what to do next yeah you get to order us around yeah. you get to boss us around because <laughs> i've been looking for someone to boss me around <laughs> Uh, Neil, anything you want to plug? Are you doing any projects? Uh, yeah, I'm acting in uh, Neverending Story in February. That's storybook theater. That's storybook theater. It's yeah. still going, eh? Yeah, yeah. Plugging away. Never, yeah. never ends. <laughs> yeah. The story never ends. Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't start. You yet. started that when you were ten, and uh, yeah. it's still happening. Yeah, I remember seeing the movie when I was super young. So yeah. here we go again. So Neverending uh, Story at Storybook Theater. That should be easy to uh, remember. Yeah. In February. Uh, starts in February. Goes till March 14th. Oh, fantastic! So. Yeah, they do pretty long runs. This um, one, yeah, lots playing? of student matinees. It's yeah. ensemble right now. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, a lot of puppetry and movement kind of stuff. So oh, Artreus, awesome. don't is that really the know. Name? Uh, Atreyu. 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 Thank yeah. you. Atreyu. Gets and Art. Atreyu and Artex. I think you uh, oh, combine yeah, the two characters totally. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of puppets. I think so. It's all. I'm just an actor, so I don't really find out until <laughs> yeah. January, yeah, probably, what's actually I'm happening. I'm just a moving but, prop. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of cool talk right now yeah. about what we'll probably be doing. So is the swamp of sadness in there? Uh, probably. It's gotta be. That's where he loses the trail. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad though. It is. Yeah. Got it. Kids, kids, kids got to learn how to deal with loss. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's all about breaking them down. Yeah. yeah. Who better to teach them than Wolfgang <laughs> Peterson? Mm. Did he direct that? I think he did. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Really? I'm gonna just uh, do a quick yeah. do a quick check um, on that. I've been meaning to watch the movie to like refresh my brain. Man, but... you know, I'd watched it as a kid, and I tried to watch it recently, like well, within the past like three or four years, and I remember just being like, "This is weird." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I yeah. like the movie, but the play I didn't give a, a big yeah. It is Wolf Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. Wow. The play is based on the book more than the right. movie, apparently, cool. but I didn't even know there was a book, so... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, it I never ends. No one's ever finished it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to. I mean, it's just... Those jokes are... Yeah. They write themselves. They do. And they're and bad. And they don't stop, because yeah. they're never ending. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> Lamb chops play along. Uh, fun stuff. Thanks for joining us, Neil. Thanks for having me. Three-timer. No, sorry, tri- triple-dipper. Here's your, dildo hat. Here's your dildo, dildo hat. hat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, see what happens if you come on a fourth time, because we haven't decided what happens to those people yet. <laughs> I'll bring my own certificate. <laughs> sure. Swamp <Yes>. of sadness. <laughs> oh, no. We put them in the swamp of sadness. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing about that is it's not it's not that he dies. It's that he gives up. That's right. That's what's really sad. He's too he sad. He's just like, I can't. And he just drowns. Yep. That's well, fucking sad, you it's guys. It's real sad. Depression. Yeah, let's end <laughs> on real that thing. note. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, Neil brought it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope to see you next time where we'll talking, we're talking Nettie, talking Hurricane Nettie, and keep watching the ski. Oh.